welcome to the Mompreneur Coach Podcast. I'm your host, and your Mompreneur Coach, Amanda Masterson. I'm teaching mompreneurs a revolutionary new way to build their businesses online. We're living in authenticity, ditching those hey girl messages, saying goodbye to that hustle culture, and building businesses rooted in balance and abundance. Oh, yeah, midday naps too. If you're ready to reignite your passion, make way more money than you ever thought possible, and still be totally present for all of the memories, all of the moments with your family, then girlfriend, you have found your home base. Let's redefine the online social selling space together. Hey friends, and welcome back. So today I have something super special for you. Um, we're going to spin this episode a little bit differently. And actually what I'm going to do is I'm going to share a live training that I did yesterday. Um, I did this training inside of my free community. And so you may or may not know, but I run a free community geared towards women entrepreneurs in the online space, particularly when it comes to network marketing, social selling. And so we have this community, we hang out there. I do live trainings every week. I provide resources. We cover everything from mindset training to communication strategies to time management strategies, all of the things really that you need to build a purposeful, a profitable business online today in this day and age, right? And so I did this training and I talk about shoulds and, oh, I want to go into all the details about what shoulds are with you in this intro, but I'm not going to because it's all in the training that you're going to get access to in this podcast episode, but Let me just say that when I shifted my thinking, and so I'm currently in the process of trying, I'm still working on this, right? I'm trying to eliminate the word should from my vocabulary because what I found is that when we say should, what we're doing oftentimes is we're creating these expectations for ourselves that we can't live up to. Shoulds oftentimes, um, they're just covering up limiting beliefs that we hold, covering up fears, doubts, worries, all of the things. And so I said I wasn't going to go into this, and here I am going into this with you, but I knew that this was just so important that I needed to share it with as many people as possible, which is why it's landing in this podcast. I am going to be quiet, and I'm going to leave you with this recording, and we'll chit-chat a little bit afterwards. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy, because girlfriend, I know you're going to love this one. How many times, let me ask you this question, how many times each day Do you think that you say or even think the word should? Let me tell you, there are so many factors, both internal and external, that play into our daily shoulds. For example, social norms, expectations, right? They shape our perception of what an online business is and how we should act as business owners and CEOs how we were raised, right? That formed our internally held beliefs around things like work ethic, money, selling. What do these things mean? We have manuals of how other people should act. Our customers, maybe our family, our friends around our business, right? In response to our business. We have manuals about how our uplines should act. Right. And a manual is really just this belief system you have around the way somebody else should or should not respond to you. Okay. So in our business, sometimes what happens is we see what other people are doing successfully. And we think we should do that. 
We think we should post on social media every day. We think we should work harder if we want to grow our business. We think our husband should be more supportive. Maybe our kids should be more understanding that mommy has to work. And so I want to know too, what are some other shoulds that you are experiencing in your business? And what happens is we begin to should all over our business. And just like that, expectations are born. I should be working my business right now. I should be more present with my kids. And so I want you to think about all of these shoulds that enter your business, right? Because a lot of the times they're in value conflict with each other. How can you work your business right now? How, do you, how can you believe that you should be working your business more and simultaneously believe that you should be more present with your kids right now? And so you can see when those two beliefs, when those two shoulds collide, oftentimes that leave, leaves us in a place of inaction because we're in a value conflict. Some other ones, I shouldn't have to work this hard to get people to say yes and join my team. Or maybe it's I shouldn't complain so much. After all, I'm able to work from home. What a blessing. Maybe it's I should have a more successful business by now. I should have a bigger team. I should focus more on recruiting. Maybe it's he should watch the kids so I can work without me having, without me having to ask. I should be farther along. I should have started earlier. My upline should support me more than she does. I should have done this instead. What about I should invest in my business compared to I should be able to grow my business to X level without having to invest in my business, right? There's another value conflict. And so I want you to remember that value conflicts throw you into a place of inaction, right? Have you ever felt that feeling of, I know exactly what I need to do, but I just can't make myself do the thing that I know I need to do. When you're in that position, it's usually because you're in a value conflict. And so you have to dive deep. You have to identify what are the beliefs right now that are that are butting heads, that are not in congruence. And are those beliefs true? Or are they limiting beliefs that are keeping me stuck, that are causing me to self-sabotage right now? Right, the shoulds, they're endless. And so I want you to ask yourself this, okay? How do you feel when the shoulds arise, right? When I'm talking about these shoulds, when your own personal shoulds are jumping into your head, into your heart, right? Like, what does that make you feel? What kind of energy surrounds the shoulds? The truth is, shoulds, they can put a lot of shame and resentment into your business. They can feel heavy. They can feel forced. They can be frustrating. They're full of guilt. They're even coercive. You've heard me say this before, but the right actions without the right energy, they just don't matter. And so your customers, your audience, they can feel this shame. They can feel this resentment. It's your energetic signature that you attach to everything that you do. And then you wonder why, even when you are talking about the business opportunity, that nobody wants to join your team. Because although they can't maybe put their finger on what it is, it just doesn't feel right to them. And maybe it's your energetic signature that doesn't feel right to them. Maybe it's not the business opportunity. Let me ask you this. Have you ever talked to somebody about joining your group, joining your team, whatever it may be, and they told you no, but then all of a sudden you see them over on social media 
and they join somebody else's team? Why do you think that is? It wasn't the opportunity. It wasn't the thing that you were selling. It was your energetic signature. And let me tell you this, it is easier for people just to say no, no, this isn't the right time. No, I don't want to do this. No, this, no, that. Then for them to say, eh, I don't really like your energy signature. I don't really like the vibe that you're giving off. I don't think I want to join your team, right? Like most of the time, people aren't going to tell you that. And sometimes it just wasn't the right time for them, right? And that's okay too. Maybe it wasn't the right time when you asked, but then all of a sudden somebody else asked them and it was a better time. That can happen too. But what I want you to ask yourself is, my energetic signature that I'm signing onto everything that I do, every post that I do, every DM that I put out there, every conversation that I'm having is my energetic signature. Is it inviting or is it pushing people away? Because I'm telling you, if you're living in a life of shoulds, if you're living your business and operating your business from a position of I should, I should, I should, your energetic signature around your business is going to be trash. Okay. The shoulds, right? They can relay to other people, especially to your audience, even to your family, that what you have right now, where you are right now, it's not good enough. And again, that doesn't create an environment that others want to join. And what also happens is this creates or recreates rather those same feelings in your spouse, in your children. They begin to resent your business too. They're frustrated. Shoulds take away our personal power. They take away our choice. They keep you tied to those societal norms, those expectations, expectations from your company, from your upline, invisible expectations that you set for yourself. They keep you tied to those. They keep you tied to your beliefs, even when they don't serve you. They keep you tied to a version of you and a version of your business that you've blindly adopted. You haven't even stopped to consider if that version is a version that you really want. Now, Trisha Huffman wrote a book and it's called F the Shoulds, Do the Once. And first of all, I'm going to say, if this is resonating with you, if you are sitting on the other end of your computer or your phone or whatever, listening to me and you're like, yes, 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 like mind blown emoji after mind blown emoji, then you need to read this book in in its entirety. Okay. But she said in her book, she said, when you are living in the shoulds, You are making the outside world's perception of you more important than your perception of you. And girlfriend, let me tell you this. This is your business. Design the business of your dreams. You have the power to do that. Only you have the power to do that. Stop allowing your company to box you in. Your company was never made to box you in. They were made to be an umbrella under which you work. There's a difference there. Okay, stop allowing your upline to box you in. Don't let the world's perception of you, your company's or your upline's expectations for you, don't let that dictate your reality. That's giving away so much of your power. Okay, don't give away your personal power. Now, shoulds can also lead us into a space where we begin to create stories around those shoulds. Shoulds are stories in themselves. But then we go a step farther and we create stories about the shoulds, right? These stories, they dictate our feelings. They dictate our actions, right? We act in accordance with our feelings, said another way. And what happens is we begin to actually create or manifest the reality of those stories that we've constructed in our mind. 
the stories around the shoulds, the stories of the shoulds. And we end up bringing them to life. We give them power over our reality. We give them power over our lives. Ladies, your thoughts become things. And so if you think you're unworthy, you're going to prove that to be true. On the flip side, if you believe, if you think that you have everything that you need living on the inside of you to make this successful, you're going to do that too. You're going to prove that thought correct as well. Be careful about what you allow your mind to think. Now, shoulds don't, here's what they don't do. They don't foster happiness. They don't foster fulfillment. Remember those feelings that we talked about? Guilt, resentment, frustration, right? Definitely didn't say happiness and fulfillment there. Shoulds often, here's what they also do. They shroud our fears. They shroud our doubts and our worries. They're trying to protect us in a way, or that's what they're trying to do. That's where, that's our brain's goal. We go back to that animalistic part of our brain, right? Where we perceive that anything outside of our comfort zone is a physical danger to us, but we don't live in a cave anymore with a saber-toothed tiger living on the outside. I said this in another training, but our saber-toothed tiger is being told no or being ghosted or trying something that doesn't work. Like ladies, that's not life or death. It's not. But what our fears, our doubts, our worries, what they're doing is they're trying to protect us and prevent us from having those difficult conversations. They're trying to protect us from disappointments when we get ghosted, when we get told no. They're trying to protect us from examining what's really going on underneath all of those shoulds. Because fear, doubt, worry, that's what's underneath it. Isn't it easier to say, I should, I should, I should, than to really examine the underlying fears, doubts, and beliefs? Of course it is. Expectations are born from shoulds, right? Both expectations for yourself and for those around you, for others, for your husband, for your kids, for your upline, for your customers. The thing is, though, those other people, they oftentimes aren't even aware of your expectations for them. They have no idea. They have no idea. And as a result, your expectations often go unmet, which invites all of those negative emotions back to the party. Welcome back fear. Welcome back resentment. Welcome back frustration, anger, guilt. Expectations for yourself, those shoulds that you are holding on to, they're holding you back because they're manipulative. They're trying to convince you that you can't be successful, happy, fulfilled, or whatever because you should have done something differently in life. You should have started sooner. You should have done this. You should have done that. But here's what I want you to hear. You can release all of those shoulds. You can even say thank you. Thank them for protecting you, right? Or for trying to protect you in the past while also not feeling guilty for releasing them in the present. Because what will happen when you do release those shoulds, you're going to begin to realize that you are the ultimate authority in your life. You have control over your present situation, right? Therefore, you also have control over your future. You can create the future of your dreams. You can create the business of your dreams. I've said this before, I'll say it again. I believe if God placed a desire on your heart that you have everything within you that you need to fulfill 
that desire. God wouldn't place a desire on your heart if you weren't capable of fulfilling it. Yeah, maybe you do need to hone some of your skills. Maybe you do need to dive into some personal development. Maybe you need to work on your beliefs. But here's the thing. Listen to this. If God placed a desire on your heart, you're already capable. You you have the capabilities. And so therefore, does it really even matter what you believe about yourself? If God's already said that that's a possibility for you? I mean, I don't think so. But our beliefs will hold us back. And so here's the thing. As you're imagining that future life of yours, don't get sucked into the lie that your dream life has to be exactly the way you've envisioned it in the past. You're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to evolve and not feel like you have to stick with what you once wanted or what you once were working towards. The truth is we all change. We all evolve. So let your dreams evolve with you. Don't get caught in the shoulds of your dreams. That's a very dangerous place for your shoulds to live. So how do we navigate through the shoulds? How do we stop shoulding all over ourselves, all over our businesses? Okay, I have three steps for you today. Number one, stand in your personal power. I want you to own your wants, okay? When we talk about living in your wants and your desires, sometimes that can feel really selfish. But I want to tell you this right here, right now. It is not at all. You can still serve others even when you're living in your wants. Because here's the thing. When you live in your own wants, you live in a space that occupies a higher energy level. Okay, you're clear in what you want. And that in itself removes so much junk from occupying space in your heart and in your head. You have so much more room, so much more capacity, so much more energy to go forth and serve others, to fulfill your purpose. So here's the truth. Living in the shoulds, that is selfish. That's not brave. That's living small. That's living a life restricted. Living a life in which you don't have the energy or the ability to care for others and serve others in the way that you've been called to serve. And let me just tell you, your business, it is serving. There are people out there who need what you are offering. If that were the case, if you do believe that, then isn't it selfish to not share the opportunity that you have? And so I also want you to hear this. You are worthy of your wants and desires. I said this before, but Again, God would not place a desire on your heart that you were not capable of achieving. You just have to be brave enough to call it forward, to lean into it, to seek out the training, the guidance, maybe the coaching, right? To hone it in, to refine it, to evolve your skills so that you can grow and blossom into that version of you that God created as a possibility. It's not a matter of whether or not you can. It's a matter of will you, okay? Number two, understand that healthy is not one size fits all. Let me ask you this. Have you ever been in a conversation with somebody and they share with you something that makes you stop and and pause? And you think, hmm, should I be doing that too? Like, am I missing the mark here? You tell yourself, that must be the piece that I'm missing, right? Or maybe it's not a conversation, but maybe it's a social, like a post on social media from your upline or somebody somebody else on your team. Maybe it's that girl that you follow who quickly rose to the top of the company, right? And so what happens is 99% of the time you do align with their message, but this one thing that they posted, it's causing you to pause a little bit. And so what's happening here is you're allowing the shoulds to creep in. Let me give you an example, okay? 
Let's go with the example of a social post. Let's say that one of the leaders in your company posts a picture and she's on the beach working on her laptop, right? She's on vacation with her family. And you start to wonder if you should be better about fitting your business into the cracks of life, right? Like, isn't that what she's doing? Hmm. And so what happens is you create this story that she is fitting her business into the cracks. And maybe she is and maybe she isn't. But regardless of the accuracy of the story that you created, the shoulds begin to creep in. And now let me just say side note, right? This is a conversation for another day, but I believe you need to have dedicated work hours, right? A good strategy is not one of just fitting in your IPAs in the cracks of your day, right? But again, that's another story for a different day. And so what you begin to do, you begin to create these shoulds, right? Should I take my work on vacation too? Should I maybe take my laptop to the park this afternoon? Should I be doing a better job managing my business, committing to my business? Should I be more focused? Should I care about the legacy I'm building more? Should I care about the generational wealth that I'm trying to create for my family? Right? And now all of a sudden, you are feeling like a pretty crappy business owner, a pretty crappy parent, and a pretty crappy person in general, all from one social media post that you created a story around. And from that story, you created a should, right? This is a perfect example of when you need to stop the shoulds and realize that healthy is not one size fits all. Because number one, you created a story from that post. One size doesn't fit all. It doesn't matter if she was or was not working her business in the cracks of her day on vacation, right? What works for her business might not work for yours, and that's okay. One size doesn't fit all. So if you're going to allow a should into the picture, maybe make sure it's a, I should do what's best for my business and my family. Okay, that's a should I guess I could get behind. Now let me share another example with you, okay? One that's outside of the business a little bit. So I had a friend one time who told me that her and her husband had not been on a date, just the two of them, since their kids had been born eight years ago, okay? My first gut reaction was, oh my gosh, you should totally make time for a date night without the kids. Um, Hold up, Amanda. Who am I to inject a should into someone else's life? Did I even take the time to ask if she wanted to have solo date nights with her husband without her kids? I did not. I just assumed that what is healthy for me and my relationship, my life, should be healthy for her relationship too. Now, maybe it is essential for me and my husband to have solo date nights. That's what we both need. That's what we both want, right? That keeps our relationship healthy. That allows us to be the best parents that we can be. But healthy isn't one size fits all. So stop measuring yourself. Stop measuring your business against other versions of healthy, other people's versions of healthy, right? Stop doubting your choices. Stop doubting your desires, Stop doubting your version of healthy. Instead, I want you to name your fears. I want you to name your shoulds, name your doubts, shine light on them, get curious about them, doubt those things, doubt them. Here's the thing. Our doubts, our fears, our worries, our shoulds, they exist to protect us, to try and to keep us safe. But you can thank them for their protection in the past, right? While simultaneously choosing to move forward without them in the now. Okay, number three. Eliminate should from your vocabulary and your thoughts altogether. And let me just say, 
This is hard. Should is not just a word. It's an exchange of power. Because when we allow shoulds to exist in our lives, they steal our personal power. They invite guilt. They invite fear and jealousy and self-doubt, unworthiness, shame, overwhelm. They invite all of those things into our lives, right? And when you commit to eliminating the shoulds from your vocabulary and your, and your thoughts, you'll realize just how often they sit down at the table with you, just how often they show up to the party, just how often they drive your thoughts and your feelings and even your actions, right? Thoughts become things. The truth is the shoulds are for a lot of people directing their entire life. The shoulds have power in almost every decision that most people make, every action that most people take. So when you commit to eliminating the word, It's actually more about bringing awareness to all of the instances and how frequently we actually rely on this word in our daily life. If you commit to eliminating this one word, it's not just the word that you're going to eliminate. You're eliminating the expectations from your life, internal expectations, external expectations. You're creating a life of freedom and a life of choice, right? A life that is everything you could possibly dream of. Now, let me just say, this task of eliminating should, it might not be one you actually succeed at 100% of the time. I don't know that that should even be your goal, right? Because perfection guarantees pain, disappointment. But here's the thing, those doubts and fears and worries that are often driving the shoulds, they never go away completely. That's just human nature. I hate to break it to you, right? We just get really good at recognizing them as they show up. And then we politely like ask them to leave. Like, peace out, limiting beliefs. You're not welcome here. So what I want you to hear there is that they will show back up. And they're oftentimes going to show back up in the most inopportune times. Doubts, fears, worries, they show back up in the face of adversity, right? When something goes wrong or something happens that's not fair, that's when doubts, that's when fears, that's when they come roaring back. And when they do, the shoulds come right along with them. They're riding on their coattails. It's in times of adversity that we try to figure out why it happened. What should we do from here? What should we have done to prevent this from happening in the first place? Maybe we're desperately trying to figure out what we should be learning from this situation. But I want to remind you of something, okay? Sometimes in life, crappy things happen. Sometimes there's no reason why. Life isn't fair. Sometimes there is no lesson to be learned. Sometimes it just sucks. And if you drown in the shoulds, that's only going to make it suck more. And I don't want that for you. Life is 50-50. happiness, 50% pain. You don't have one without the other, okay? Now, awareness. If there's only one thing you get from this chat today, let it be that awareness. Now I have to give credit where credit's due. And I mentioned Trisha earlier, but Trisha Huffman, she wrote a book. It's called F the Shoulds Do the One. So a lot of what I've learned about shoulds myself came from her book. And so if you've resonated with anything at all that I've been talking with you about today, then you need to go read that book, right? This 40 minute chat that we've just had, I can point you in the right direction in 40 minutes. I can give you a new perspective. I can give you a handful of ideas to spark change. But if you read the book, it will literally help you to understand this on a whole new level. So go read the book, right? I'd love for you to do that. Here's the thing too. Invite somebody on your team. Invite your accountability partners, you know, 
somebody who needs this message, invite them into this group so they can listen to this recording too. I want to know what's the biggest should that was brought into your awareness that is currently occupying way too much space in your life, dictating way too many of your thoughts, too many of your feelings, too many of your actions. What should are you committing to ditching starting now? This reminded me of the iceberg metaphor, right? Like when you see an iceberg, you only see the tip. You don't see everything that's underneath, but everything that's underneath the water is enough to wreck the Titanic. And so what happens sometimes is we see the social post and we try to recreate that social post. And we think if we recreate that one post that we're going to have the success that that other person has, but we aren't that other person. We don't know what's gone in, what work has gone in underneath the surface, right? What is her messaging strategy look like? Does she have a VA that's helping her? Is she connecting with her people on deeper levels in all of her other posts, in all of her messaging, and all of her emails? Is she really leaning into something like an attraction marketing model? Has she really taken the time to slay her own limiting beliefs, which affects her energetic signature on all of her posts, right? It is irresponsible and naive to think that I can do the same thing that somebody else is doing and get the same results because I'm not that person. It's also irresponsible and naive to think that somebody that you can direct somebody on your team to do the same things that you're doing and expect them to get the same results. We are all our own people. We come with our own beliefs, our own limiting beliefs, our own I am statements, our own past, our own flair on life. And that's why I say that you can't allow your business to box you in. You can't allow your company to box you in. You have to allow your company, your upline to be this umbrella under which you operate. Because when you really lean into your own authenticity, that's when your business is going to boom. Yeah, you have to do those IPAs. You have to identify those income producing activities and you have to do them. You have to do them consistently. But if you really want that success that you see other people having, if you want the success that that you that has, you know, if, if God's placed a desire on your heart for a certain level of success, if you want to reach that, you have to be authentic. You have to navigate your own path, right? In business, you can't ride on the coattails of your upline. You just can't. It doesn't work that way. All right. So what is your biggest should that was brought to your awareness? Go eliminate those shoulds. All right. That was so good, right? Like such good stuff. So I want to hear from you too, right? What is the biggest should that was brought to your awareness through this episode? Like, Shoot me a message on social media, put it in your stories and tag me like however you want to do it. But I want to hear from you. Um, Also, if this really resonated with you, first of all, go get the book, right, that I talked about in the training, Trisha's book. But second of all, like you should probably be in my community. So I will link that, um, the link to the group in the show notes for you. So go join there. I will get you approved and into that group as soon as possible so you can soak up all of the live trainings that I do in there. You can hang out with us too. Like we're pretty cool. The other thing that I want you to know about though, is I just kicked off my six week summertime transformation. And so I created this mastermind because so many women, so many women entrepreneurs were just stuck this summer, like really feeling this summer slump. And I wanted to provide a way for them to not only see growth in their business this summer, but to experience massive change, massive growth, massive transformation. 
So within this group, we're going to not only dive into the mindset piece of things, right? Like we're overcoming those limiting beliefs that are really rooted underneath those shoulds. But this is an accelerated six-week program where I'm literally giving you all of the best tools from all of my programs and all of the courses and masterminds that I've personally invested in. And so you're going to get things like the exact blueprint to grow your team and make more money, but in less time. I'm going to give you the proven marketing strategies that will help you to attract your ideal customers, to attract your next rock star recruits, right? Without chasing them in the DMs because we just don't have time for that, right? I'm giving you the time management systems that will help you to ditch the hustle culture, to grow your income, to grow your team, like even in the busiest seasons, like hello, summer, I'm giving you the exact communication and messaging strategies that you need to turn your social media content and your email marketing into like this complete ecosystem, right? We want to attract our ideal customers, right? Not chase them. So I'm also giving you like, I I could go on and on, but I'll be giving you the formula that I use to literally slash my social media time in half while doubling my income. Like I'm giving all of this to you. So I know it sounds too good to be true, but trust me, um, it's not. So if you want information on that, we just kicked off this week. You can still jump in, but only for about another week or so. So DM me, send up a smoke signal, like whatever you got to do, and I will get you set up into this group too if that is the next right step for you. So thank you so much for listening today. I want you to have an amazing rest of your week and we will chat later. Thank you so much for listening to the Mompreneur Coach Podcast. Before you go, I'd love to hear from you. So can you do me a favor? If you haven't already, could you drop me a five-star review? Because that is the best way for us to get this podcast out to other mompreneurs just like you who need to hear this message as well. You can also share your mega takeaways on social media and in your stories. Just tag me at Amanda Masterson Coaching. I so appreciate every single review. So until next time.